Welcome once again to the parish of Kaslocha and Gorsainen and to the Church of St. Catherine. You're with us on Trinity Sunday when we think of a God who is wonderful, if a little bit beyond our full understanding. Let's worship. The reading is taken from the Gospel according to St John, chapter 3, verses 1 to 17. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, 
For no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I had told you about earthly things, and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
May I speak and may you hear in the name of God, who is Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, today is Trinity Sunday, when the Church tries to get to grips with the perplexity of a theology that says that God is both one and three. One God expressed in three persons, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. It's the kind of theology that even the most experienced of incumbents tries to get the curates to preach on, or even better, the retired cleric with lots of experience and years under his or her belt. Nevertheless, it's a really important theology and one that we need to get to grips with. It's a reminder that God is love. I don't know if any of you can share with me that experience of being in primary school and falling in love with somebody but never having the guts to actually share that. So what was given was never reciprocated. Well, that's an unrequited love. But for love to be a perfect love, it needs to be both given and received. And the incredible thing about the theology of the Trinity, it is that because God exists in three persons, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, it means that there's something right at the heart of God, something that is the essence of God, which means that love can be both given and received. Within the three persons of the Trinity, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, and that means that we're able to say with confidence that the wholeness of perfect love exists at the centre of God himself. God is love. Well, the Gospel today is the story of Nicodemus. And we're told that Nicodemus is a leader in the, in the Jewish community. He is a Pharisee, a teacher in Israel. And yet he's intrigued by Jesus. Perhaps he's seen something in Jesus that is that perfect love of God. The Bible teaches that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the very essence of God. If we want to see what God is like, then we look carefully at Jesus. And it's clear that Nicodemus knows that Jesus isn't just a teacher or a prophet. He's Emmanuel, God with them. And so he puts his head on the block going by night to investigate Jesus. I wonder if you've ever found yourself in an experience like that. Perhaps you've been part of a religious community like Nicodemus for many years, but feel a need to investigate more about Jesus. Perhaps you've been following a church service for the first time during COVID online, and you're intrigued by Jesus. You want to know more about him. Well, I'd encourage you, like Nicodemus, to research, to investigate Jesus, perhaps by going on an Alpha course or something similar that will help you explore what it is to be a Christian and to follow Jesus. That's what Nicodemus did. And he went with a question to Jesus. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Now Jesus is perplexed. Nicodemus, have you been a teacher in Israel for all this time and yet you don't know the answer to that question? The answer is simple. To inherit eternal life, 
You must be born from above. I think that this translation is very helpful for us, middle-class Anglicans, in our Sunday best and with our stiff upper lips. Because actually what is being expressed would be better translated by born again. If you want to inherit eternal life, you must be born again. It's the kind of theology that we associate as Anglicans with extremists, the kind of people who stand on their soapbox in city centres, the kind of uh, theology expressed that might even embarrass your vicar. And yet, it's not just for other people, it's for us too. It's right at the heart of what it is to be a Christian. Jesus says, if you want to inherit eternal life, you must be born again. You must die to sin and self. You must die with Christ and be risen again to the ways and words of Jesus. Seeking to be his hands and feet, his presence in a broken world. One theologian describes the Trinity as a divine dance. And the incredible thing is that when we put our trust in Jesus, we're beckoned in to participate in that dance because Jesus gives us his Holy Spirit. The Spirit of Jesus lives in us. And it's that Spirit that enables us to die with him to sin and self and to rise with him to a new way. A way that is far better, far greater as we seek to be his hands and feet in the world. During the last year of COVID pandemic, I think we've seen something of that becoming real in our own communities. As doctors and nurses have endeavoured to put themselves in danger to care for people who are sick and dying, as people working in care homes have sought to look after the needs of the elderly and vulnerable before their own needs, as teachers and school support staff have ventured into work away from the security of their own homes, putting the needs of other people first. And you know, it's incredible how even during the most challenging of years, we've heard about stories of communities being restored and redeemed as neighbours speak to one another, engage with one another for the first time. I think that during the even the most difficult year of COVID, the Spirit of God has surfaced in the world. Hasn't it been incredible? We've seen something of what we're called to be, during this most challenging of years. We're called to die to sin and self and to rise again to the ways and works and words of Jesus. That isn't easy, but it's possible in the power of the Spirit. And we're called today to remember too that that God who has a mission to bring his ways and his works into the world has a church that he beckons to participate with him in that mission. And the incredible thing about the church is that it was never intended to be a club of like-minded people, 
but a community, a body of people who are diverse and different, people of different ages and stages and backgrounds, called together by what really matters, by a common belief in the God that they love and serve. And of course, when we bring together people who are both diverse and different, there can sometimes be misunderstandings, even arguments. And as a church, we can at times be afraid of those. But we ought not to be afraid of disagreements, because good and healthy disagreements can often be a source of new life and energy and new ideas. But when we disagree... We ought to remember our calling to be like Jesus and to speak like Jesus. That means that we ought to be slow to anger, swift to bless and abounding in love, even with those who are profoundly different to us. We ought to be ready to understand before we're keen to be understood. We ought to let our words and our ways be words of comfort and understanding. We ought to presume that the other person has our best interests at heart and that their motives are good motives. We ought to give them the benefit of the doubt. And when we profoundly disagree, let's be slow to anger and let's commit to praying for one another, not letting the ways of the evil one take a grip, but deciding instead to find harmony with each other. It's a difficult calling, but it is the calling of the church, as we're called to be that community both diverse and different, that seek not the ways of sin and self, but instead the ways of Jesus. We're a community that is in the world, but not of the world. And we bear witness to something that is far greater and far better. So today, that's my prayer, that with Nicodemus, we recognise Jesus for who he really is. We understand the calling to die with Jesus, to sin and self, to rise again with Jesus to be his hands and his feet in the world. Not an easy calling, but he has given us his spirit to empower and to guide us. And we are his church, his body in the world, diverse and different, but yet a community of people who find our unity in the thing that really matters in the God that we're called to love and to serve. Amen.
Let us pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for our understanding that you are three persons, each distinct and wonderful, yet so joined in love and harmonious action that you are one. Help us with our imperfect communication and disordered relationships to draw strength and inspiration from your being, which we can only glimpse. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In love and grace, you have sent the Holy Spirit to bring the Church into being. We know an imperfect group of humans, but pray that by your guidance and power, we may be faithful in the work you have given us to do in your world. Bless those who lead and teach. We think of Adrian, our vicar, Bishop Andy, the Christians of Mexico, and closer to home, the people of Swansea East Ministry Area. And we pray also for all who teach and pastor in our community. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. That church is meant to be a light for the world. Help us then to be the transformed people who can bring help and hope. Bless the leaders of our society, politicians, military commanders, communicators and opinion shapers. Give them the desire to serve with honesty and a concern for the weak and poor. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Help us to be alert to the needs of others. Bless those for whom this is a time of crisis, whether caused by difficulties with work, money, relationships or health. Strengthen carers, family, friends and professionals to offer effective support. Remember the bereaved, the lonely and those with little hope. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guide us who have been helped through the time of COVID to remember the support of others and the wonder of your threefold being and grace. Let us not selfishly search just for the fulfilment of our own ambitions, but want to join in your plans and purposes. Show us your presence in our situations. Teach us the relationships you value. Give us the purpose in life we were meant for, that we may know the delight of your creativity. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Thank you for joining us. Remember that we'd love to help if we can. Do be in touch. But now, let me send you out. Go into the world in the power of God who loves you, who made it, who longs for you to share the relationships he has created. Go into the world where Jesus the Son came and lived and died and rose and ascended. Go into the world where the Holy Spirit works powerfully with all who welcome the transformation the Holy Spirit alone can bring. And God's blessing be with you, with those who work with you, with the church in which you serve and the world to which you bring hope. Go in peace. In the threefold name of God, Father, Son and Spirit, and let him be known and loved through you. Amen.